God knows you better than you know yourself. He has a perfect knowledge of every man, woman, and child that was ever born or ever will be born. And do you know what God says about you? He says, you are amazing. And what God says is true. God loves you with a great and intense love. You know, he will never, ever reject you. His love is, is, is not dependent upon our behavior. Obviously, he doesn't approve of all our behavior, but his love doesn't change. It's unconditional. And did you know, I've got to share this fact with you, did you know it is a fact for everyone that 10% of the people who you meet or know will not like you. But you need to think of it, they're the ones that are missing out. And just shake the dust of rejection off your feet, as it were, and say to yourself, they are missing out. You see, God has got many people who will love you and like you and appreciate you. And so believe that God really does have these people who will like you and continue to love and serve the Lord. Because uh, God's opinion of you is more important. Uh, I used to let people's thoughts and feelings about me really distress me. And when you're in the ministry, there are many people who do not like you. And it can, if, if you're sensitive to this, it can, it can really um, put you off balance. So I'd say don't let other people's thoughts and feelings about you bother you. You see, God has thoughts and feelings about you, and his are the only ones that matter. In a football game, um, you know, it's the referee's whistle that counts. Uh, lots of other people could be whistling in the crowd, but it's only the referee's whistle that counts. And people can argue, but what he says goes. What God says about you is the truth. After all, he made you. And you see, you must, I must value what God says to you more than what people say to you. I want to repeat that. You must value what God says to you and about you more than what people say to you. You see, the truth is, you are amazing. And I wanted to encourage you to listen in to Pastor Derek in the new year because he'll be speaking on who we are in Christ Jesus. And he, he does it so well. I, I really believe that a revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus will just go right into your heart. And this will um, help you and support you when people come against you. Now let's go to scripture and see just, just uh, what does God say about you. After all, he knows you better than you know yourself. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, um, I'm reading two versions. The first one is the New American Standard Version. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. And then the New Living Translation is for Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You are God's masterpiece. You are so special. He put a lot of thought, when you think of a masterpiece, the brush strokes, the, 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 the attention to detail, and that's how God has made you. You are his masterpiece. There's only one you. There never was anyone like you and there never will be. You are a one-off as it were. Uh, you are amazing. And he's, it says that God has prepared um, 
good works for us to, to do, to walk in. And that good means excellent. So you need to believe that you are excellent at work, uh, that you are excellent in your housework, because God has created you to do excellent works. Now, I want us to take a lovely walk through Psalm 139 and look under the pebbles and the stones and just really enjoy this psalm. Um, just a little word of explanation. Uh, there are four sections, they call them stanzas, and each of them is six verses long. And here the psalmist, oh, he paints such a beautiful word picture for us uh, with such beauty, the, the attributes of God. And uh, in verses 1 to 6 is God omnipresence, verse 7 to 12 is God omniscience, and in verse 13 to 18, God's omnipotence. Uh, and then in 19 to 24, he bursts out uh, with a keen sense of awareness of the sin of man and his responsibility and his response to God. So let's go. Uh, verses 1 to 6 tells us of God's omniscience. That means that he's all-knowing. Omni means all. Uh, science means knowledge. And so verse 1, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. Verse 2, you know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thought from afar. So just going back in verse 2, uh, you know every tiny detail about me, Lord. When you think of that, does your husband, does your wife know every tiny detail about you? God does. And then it says, you understand my thought from afar. That means you discern my motives. You know we can, um, uh, we can uh, as it were, pull the wool over other people's eyes. We can be blind to ourselves, because I said, God knows you better than you know yourself. But God, he discerns our motives. You see, when I was a little girl, I used to be able to wind my daddy around my little finger, or so my mother said. Uh, and, you know, I just look rather cute and blink my eyebrows. Oh, daddy. Uh, and I would get what I wanted. And I learned how to get my way. And so I remember after I hadn't been a Christian very long, and I thought, I remember saying to God, I am so grateful, Father God, that I cannot pull the wool over your eyes that you know exactly what I'm like, you know what you were getting when you got me, and there are no surprises for you, but you still love me. And I'm so grateful, oh God, I cannot manipulate you or dominate you. And he is immovable, for which I am so grateful. So you see, God discerns the, the very depths of our heart, our, our motives, and you know, his knowledge isn't based on what he can see, hear, feel, taste, or touch. He knows that he knows. He is all-wise. He is omniscient, the ever-living, eternal being, God Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth, is your father if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then we go to verse 3. It's, uh, it goes, continues, you scrutinize my path and my lying down, and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. And so you scrutinize my path, my journeyings. He knows where I'm going. He knows exactly where I'm going. Um, and, you know, God, he, he's so much in our lives that God is in your past. He's in your present. 
and he is in your future. And he's seen ahead and he's made provision for you already. If you just believe him and receive that, the fact that he has Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. And he cares so much for you, every tiny, minute detail about your life. And he cares for you. Well, there's a supporting scripture in Hebrews first, uh, sorry, chapter 4, verse 13, uh, tells us, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Returning to verse 4 in Psalm 139, Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. Isn't that amazing? If we actually say it. So often we don't even know what we've said until it, we think, oh, where did that come from? That popped out. Uh, but God knew. God knew before you spoke it what you were going to say. This is God's foreknowledge, his omniscience. Um, verse 5, uh, you have enclosed me behind and before. Uh, and that enclosed, it means hedged. Now, in our garden, we have hedges. Oh, I am so grateful for those hedges. It gives us privacy. It uh, is, is a bit of a noise buffer. And you just, I just kind of feel safe and secure. I've got my, my hedges. Well, it says that God has hedged you around. Um, and he's, he's already, he's um, made provision for you and he surrounds you. And he's seen ahead. Uh, the supporting scripture for, for God surrounding us, because it's good to have more than one scripture, Psalm 5, verse 12, Thou dost surround me with favor as a shield. His favor is so powerful. We need to believe. Confess that you have God's favor. Confess that he's gone ahead of you, that he surrounds you, that he's behind you, he's above you, and he's beneath you. God surrounds you. And it's like a shield. Because, you know, your enemies may come against you. Whoops, they're going to bounce off of that favor. They really are. It's a shield. And Psalm 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord, which is Jesus, encamps around those who revere, respect, and love him and rescues them. So he encamps around you. You are protected. And then uh, the second part of verse 5. And, uh, and laid your hand upon me. Uh, now there's a, a, a correlating scripture, Mark 10, verse 16. This is Jesus. And he took the cheeses in his arms, blessing them and laying his hands on them. So when it says, and you've laid your hand upon me, his hand of blessing. You're blessed. You are blessed. You are so blessed. Believe it. And such, verse 6, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high. I cannot attain to it. Such knowledge, your infinite knowledge, is too wonderful for me. It's too high. It's high above me. I, you know, it's just beyond my capabilities of comprehending. I cannot attain to it. I can't reach that high. I can't fathom it. Father, you know me better than I know myself. And then we come to the second section, which is verse 7 to 12. And this talks about God's omnipresence. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. 
Sheol, that's the place of the dead, the underworld. Um, hence, the psalmist is saying, from, um, from the heights to the depths, God is there. I would say in the good times and in the bad times, God is there. He's always with you, whether you feel that he's with you or not. And do you know, when God is with you in the bad times, he can be using those times to help you and mature you and grow you up in him and strengthen you. Your roots go deep into him. For instance, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, I think when they were thrown into a fiery furnace, that that actually was a really tough time. But when Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fiery furnace, he saw not one man, two men or three men, he saw four men, a fourth man, he said, who looked like the son of a god. And all the bondages were broken off them. And when they came out, they didn't even smell of burning. And when we go through those tough times, remember, God is with you. He's with you when you're asleep, when you're awake. He is with you all the time. Verse 9, if I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea. Now the wings of the dawn, the wings, for instance, if I ride on a moonbeam, you know, when the sun comes up and you see those, those um, um, I can't say it really, the, the, the stripes, the, 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 the light coming out, and you call it a moonbeam. If I ride on a moonbeam, um, uh, on the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea. Now the wings, it's, you know, like you're going into outer space. God is still there. If you went to the very edge, 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 edge of space, he'd still be there because he's created this universe. And dawn, morning, did you know that's a poetic for east uh, and the remotest parts of the east and the west. God is there. Verse 10, even there, it says, if I, if I take this flight into outer space, even there, your hand will lead me. You haven't stopped leading me. And your right hand will lay hold of me, will protect me, will keep me from harm. Even if I run away from you in my heart, you will still reach out to me. Like the prodigal son. And he'd gone off, he'd, he'd squandered his dad's money, but the father was constantly looking for him. And as soon as he began to come towards him, he rushed towards him and he dumped all the blessings on him. He just loved him. And God will rescue you. Verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me will be night. Another translation says, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the night shall be the only light around me. Um, what it says in verse 12 actually interprets is, even the darkness is not dark to you and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. And it's only in recent days that uh, they've come up, well, fairly recent days, they've come up with night vision goggles for the army where they can see very clearly the enemy uh, during the night. In pitch dark, they can see. Um, and God is even more amazing than that. And so just let's remember, God is everywhere. Did you know there is nowhere where you can go where he is not? He's in your bedroom. He's with you at home. He's at work with you. He's with you when you go shopping. 
Uh, he's in your car with you. He's with you when you're with your friends. He's with you when you are alone. Even if you found the darkest place that you could find, let's say right at the bottom of the ocean and you were in one of these little tubby things, um, he can still see you. It's a bit like you um, traveling all the way to Australia and you go to the absolute utmost of the, the, the furthest part in Australia and, and you, you bury yourself in a cave in the depths of the earth um, and you settle down and think, I've hidden myself from God. And he said, what are you doing? He's there. He's with you. <laughs> you. Praise God, we can't ever be without him. I am so grateful. There is nowhere where we can escape from him for which I do not want to do. And so we go to verse 13 to 19. You see, God created you. Um, he is almighty, all-powerful. God's omnipotence. Here the, the psalmist paints a beautiful picture. I, I absolutely love this. You formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I just love it. I really do. A good translation is, you interwove me in my mother's womb. You see, God takes the white bones, the blue veins, um, and the red arteries, and he weaves them together as an artist. And, you know, uh, I've left it somewhere in the outskirts, but uh, a pre-born baby of 11 to 12 weeks is that big, perfectly formed, every organ is in that baby. That is a living human being, and it's about that big, 11 to 12 weeks. Uh, verse 14, I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. I think when you think of how a baby becomes a baby, it is so miraculous. A seed and a sperm make a beautiful human being. Verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Now that word wrought means embroidered with various beautiful colors. God created you in your mum's womb. And the depths of the earth, it's, it's an expression for a region of, of, of mystery. And also the word earth, it's a metaphor for the womb, which is a secret and hidden from view and dark and mysterious. And it's only recently since we've been able to do, um, I can't remember what they do now, but they show the baby up. Um, you can see where you couldn't see before. And so they've been able to trace the, the, um, the forming of a baby in a mother's womb. And this is why we know that the baby is a true baby all the time, actually. And so, God, you skillfully wrought me in the depth of my mum's womb. Verse 16, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Isn't that simply amazing? Our unformed substance, uh, it's, uh, it's used for, the, for a clay that um, hasn't been formed into a pot yet or a skein, a skein of thread. It's not yet unro unrolled and woven. 
Here it's applied to the unborn child. And when you think that before you were formed, when you were your unformed substance, God saw you, God was looking at you, and he says, all the days of my life were ordained before there was yet one of them. Isn't God amazing? He is omnipotent, all-powerful God. And you know, I was just thinking we're coming up to Christmas, and when Mary conceived Jesus, the angel told her to go really straight away to her cousin Elizabeth. And the angel said, you know, your, your cousin Elizabeth is six months pregnant. Uh, so she, she went immediately. She must have gone hurriedly. And she stayed um, three months, so it tells us. Probably stayed until John's birth, but it doesn't say that. Therefore, I was thinking this through. At the time of Elizabeth's greeting, Jesus had been in Mary's womb for a couple of weeks. And let's read what Elizabeth said in Luke chapter 1, verse 43. How has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Well, if you're just a fetus, just a fetus. But she said, the mother of my Lord. He was Lord, and he'd been in the womb a couple of weeks. We are human beings. We are God's creation from the very moment of our conception. You are precious. Oh, how precious you are. Verse 17. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. To think God is thinking of you all day. I mean, he's so amazing. I mean, there are billions of people, but he's thinking of you all day. And his heart is to bless you and love you and help you and lift you up. Verse 18, if I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Isn't that wonderful? When we wake up, I am still with you, which means we're with him whilst we're asleep. The whole time he's looking over you. Now I'm going to jump over to verses 23 and 24, but just a little explanation that um, verses 19 to 22, this is where the psalmist, he, he bursts out into the full realization of sin in the world. Uh, but in verses 23 and 24, he then turns to God and asks God to search his heart, which is what we should do. We see sin all around us. And we go, I don't know what. And I've heard myself, oh, it's not like it used to be when I was a young girl. And so, <laughs> but instead of doing that, I should be concerned. Lord, is that in me? Show me. So, oh, these, these are my favorite verses of this whole amazing psalm. Verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. Search me thoroughly, O God. Know my heart. I don't want to deceive you. You know me better than I know myself. You know what's in my heart. Try me, know my anxious thoughts. And when we have anxious thoughts, God reveals to heal. He wants to set us free with his word and he will reveal things to us. Verse 24, and see if there be any hurtful way in me. I love that translation. See if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. See if there be any wicked way in me. And you know, we can be so honed in on how people have hurt us. You know, oh, this person's hurt me and I, oh, they, this upset me and etc, etc. Et but how have we hurt 
other people. And I've said, Lord, open my eyes. See if there be any hurtful way in me. And it's been a shock. <laughs> but God reveals to heal and deliver. And see if there's any idolatrous way. And you say, oh, I don't worship gods. But you know there can. We can have idolatry. We can be addicted to, to drugs and alcohol and cigarettes and food and entertainment. That we can be addicted to our cars, our food, our, our designer clothes or our not designer clothes. Is there any idolatrous way in us? Oh, Lord, show us. You know, for our own blessing, for your blessing, we need to ask God to show us if there's any sin in our life. He knows it already, but because he's given us free will, he's not actually free to, to pour out all those blessings he wants to upon us. We, we need to confess that sin to him and ask his forgiveness and cleansing. Because 1 John 1 9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when we're cleansed from all unrighteousness, we are now righteous. It takes the un off and we are now righteous. And you will understand more of that when you uh, tune in to Pastor Derek's programs on uh, who we are in Christ Jesus. And I want us to pray these verses together. These last, uh, the verse 23 and 24 of Psalm 139. So let's pray together, shall we? You get in your prayer chair or just sit comfortably and I will pray and I ask you to pray along with me. Dear Heavenly Father, search me thoroughly, oh my God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any wicked or I can't say it, adulterous or hurtful way in me. Lead me, Father, in the everlasting way. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you said that, God is answering your prayer right now. You see, God knows everything you've done. You can't hide anything from him. But he does need you to open your heart to him. When we ask him to forgive us, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And he just doesn't do that. He wipes the slate clean, completely clean. And, you know, we can miss it and, and, and sin, but he... We are still righteous. God knows you better than you know yourself. You have a destiny. You are amazing. You are born for excellent works. Amen. <laughs>